0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
1: This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics.
0: Drive to deep center field, going back Hernandez at the track, right to the wall. Gone! Elvis Andrews! And 29 other MLB clubs. High drive, deep ball. Here's Chris Townsend.
1: I cannot tell you how good it is to be back on A's Cast Live. Oh, how I have missed you. Now, for a lot of you, you think, well, the lockout's been 99 days. It's been a long time. And, of course, we've been off the air. And it was a very smart move that baseball didn't want a lot of us being on the air. They wanted the negotiations to play out, which – Thank God are finally over, but we have not been on the air since. Uh, Commander Cody, it's great to see you. People can't see you. They will now hear you. When is the last time we were live on the air here on Ace Cast Live?
2: Our last live show was November 29th.
1: So it's been a long time. A lot has happened uh, for the two of us, and I'm sure that a lot has happened for a lot of you out there as we've been waiting to get back and, and and do this show that we care so much about and to be able to really start updating Ace Cast. I mean, we built this monster, the number, po- number one podcast in all of Major League Baseball that, you know, we pride ourselves on constantly giving you new content. But when we're like a plane and we're grounded, um, there's not much we can do. But – uh We're back in business, and we just want to get on the air and say, hi. How you been? We've missed you. We missed you over the holidays. We didn't have a winter meetings to talk about. We didn't have free agency to talk about. We weren't able to wish you Merry Christmas. We weren't able to wish you Happy New Year. We weren't able to talk about January and February. We're in March Life is well, life is going fast. For God's sakes, I turn 50 next Tuesday. This upcoming Tuesday, I turn 50 years old. We got a lot going on. But the number one thing is baseball's back. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me. And I just want to tell you, since I haven't been able to tell you, and I wish I could have reached out to everybody and just said, relax. It's business. And unfortunately, our baseball media is very poor at covering business. That's not their strength. Their strength is talking about baseball. Their strength is talking about players and teams and that. Their strength is not negotiations. It's just, you know, they were selling you a ton of doom and gloom constantly. And the reality is 99 days... That's really not that long in a contract negotiation. What you had wasn't really that bad. I mean, any of you out there that have ever been in a major lawsuit? Yeah, it goes usually longer than this. Hell, I've been in a couple, and my worst one was over two years. This wasn't that bad. Baseball's going to start on August 8th. Excuse me, on on April 8th. Kind of when we normally have baseball start around that time of the year. I was on this text thread with a bunch of buddies last night, and, you know, there's always the, I can't believe this is going on. I remember all the greed, and I won't watch games. And I'm like, you're really bummed we're not going to have baseball on March 31st? Does anybody remember last year when Miguel Cabrera, I don't even remember, Cody, who were they playing on opening day where he hits the ball down the right field line, and it's snowing? I think it was the Cleveland Guardians. And he thought it was a double, he slides into second, and it was a home run because they couldn't see the ball because of the snow. I mean, reality is, who cares if we're not playing on March 31st? We're going to get 162 games in. I mean, really, early April is a bunch of bad weather, rain outs, snow outs. So everybody Relax. We're going to get our game in. And another thing that I was telling everybody is once the deal's done, we're not going to care. Once spring training starts and we start talking about signings and trades and all the stuff going on, who's going to make the club, who's not going to make the club, you know we get to hear from Mark Katze every single week we get to hear from the general manager David Forrest you know stopping by is gonna be Billy Bean and everybody in the front office and we get you ready for the season you're gonna look back you're not gonna care what the negotiations were this is running until what 2026 the next couple of years you're not gonna care about this CBA so that's why you know it was it was I I, I the one thing I wish we could have been on the air, As I could have told you, wake me when it's done. And the same thing for all of you. Concentrate on other stuff. Concentrate on positive things. Your family, your friends. Give as much love to the world as you can. And when they get done negotiating, because it's a business, the deal will be done and we'll play baseball. This was never a point to where they were going to cancel the season. As you saw back in Florida, how many hours and hours and hours they put in. And then the hours now in New York. When when, when things are going to fall apart and you're not going to have like a season like we saw with the NHL, you get to a, a point to where in negotiations, people say, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. And then that's when there's a problem because neither side wants to meet. Both these sides wanted to meet. Both these sides want to get it done. And both sides want the best deal. And you can debate. I have my personal feeling who I think won. I have my personal feeling who I think lost. Everybody will have their views on this. But in the end... Who cares? They're going to play baseball, and that's all we want to see. We want to see the A's. What are they going to look like? How are they going to reinvent themselves? Mark Kotze and this new coaching staff, how are they going to match up against the other teams in the division? What are the Astros going to look like? Obviously, the Rangers went out before this all happened, spent a ton of money on Marcus and and Seager. How are they going to add? They got a new ballpark. They got money. Uh, The Mariners surprised people last year. The Angels, they'll be overhyped again as always and we'll see if that will uh, live up to uh, uh what what what, you know, the the magazines and uh all the people always like to put them as a, the next team. I mean, we got more playoff teams. So will that help with the tanking issue? I mean, free agency by the way has started. It's 5:11 West Coast time, you know. Technically, you weren't supposed to be talking to agents and players during this time if you were a Major League Baseball team, but um, let's just say, as you all know, I've covered other sports, uh, and we'll just talk about it happens in other sports. So am I going to be shocked if all of a sudden uh, Cody's going to look at me and go breaking news and play the breaking news sounder, and it says Freddie Freeman has signed a eight-year... You don't think they were talking about it? You don't think that um, front office people were, hey, how's the family? Well, you know, How are your holidays? How was stuff? Hey, what do you think of this? Hey, what do you think of that? Trust me. Stuff's been going on. Maybe, though, wink, wink, the commissioner looks at all the owners as they 30-zip ratify this thing. Hey, let's not make any deals for at least another day. As everybody was squabbling over money, um, it, it, is it really a good look for the game when everybody's talking about money and everybody's talking about what they want and their needs are, and then it finally comes to a point where you get a deal done, and then everybody you know has that 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 exhale that ah oh, we finally got it done, and then all of a sudden a bunch of guys start flying off the board with. Three hundred to two hundred million dollar contracts. I don't know, Cody. That might not be a good look.
2: No, that's why like free agency officially started at he uh, was seven p.m. Eastern, four p.m. our time, so players could start signing their deals if they wanted to. I.e., as you mentioned, Freddie Freeman. Don't forget Carlos Correa, Trevor teachers, Story. Trevor I mean, there's Story, a bunch of
1: dudes out there.
2: Giants legend Chris Bryant. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are out there that are you know, that are looking to sign deals who didn't get one. Freeman's the biggest one because. He's been linked to the Yankees, the Dodgers. Apparently, I don't know if you saw this, before the lockout happened, apparently the Rays made a run at him. They made him an offer. So that, that was a big thing. So we'll probably see something, I wouldn't say midnight. Like remember how the NFL was like, oh, midnight. At midnight, players can start signing. You see all these guys sign. I don't think we're going to see that today, but um, I think we're going to see some people tomorrow. And here, here's an, another part of the CBA we just I just found out. The Rule 5 draft has officially been canceled for this season.
1: Well, that, that, let me tell you something. That doesn't change my life at all. I, if there was one thing, and, and you know, let, 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 let me say this before we address, address the non rule five is good news for not the old guard, but I think for the people that have the new vision for baseball. Baseball is going to be able to really start doing things that other sports have been doing now for a while. They're going to recognize issues and be able to make changes easier. And that's good for the sport. And the sport for so long has tried to hold on to things that it's just not smart to hold on to anymore. Tomorrow we are going to be on from 1 to 4, replay it from 4 to 7, I'm going to go more in depth on this about the business of baseball and where the business of baseball is going and how baseball, its it, it, where it fits in the world of American sports. It's not bad, but it's changing. And the way the sport makes money, the way the sport promotes itself, and the way the sport is moving forward is different than what it was in the past. And so many have tried to hold on to that past and they're losing that grip. They don't like it, but they're losing it. And that actually is a good thing. It's time for baseball under this agreement and for sure under the next agreement that they'll have to do at, you know, in December of 2026 and into 2027 is start positioning the sport in the right direction. And in this deal, you see a lot of that. You're seeing changes to rules, You're seeing changes to the schedule. You know, the fact that how many times have I said on A's cast live, it's so ridiculous that the DH is at every level of baseball. It's at high school, junior college, college, minor, minor leagues. Everybody has the DH except the national league all the way down to high school. And finally, both leagues are going to have the DH pitchers hitting Cody's Brought the numbers in the past about how ridiculous it is. And now we don't have to hear, oh, that's the right way to play. We don't have to hear that dumb argument anymore. Two trivia questions for you. Let's see if you can get it.
2: Who was the last pitcher to officially get a hit in a Major League Baseball game? Don't care. Zach Greinke, game for the World Series. Who was the last player or last pitcher to hit in a game? Not get a hit, just hit in a game. Don't care. Kendall Graveman, game five. Great. So there's, there's a trivia question Bye-bye.
1: For Bye-bye. We never have to. And I hated it. I hated it when the A's played in a National League team in their ballpark and they started doing the double switches and it screwed up my scorebook. Good riddance. To pitchers hitting. It was worthless to constantly see these guys try and bunt and they couldn't bunt. How about when our pitchers all of a sudden during batting practice and we're on the field Ace Cast Live and we look over and we're watching these guys who have who don't hit at all, all of a sudden they gotta go up and try and hit and practice bunny. It's 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 a waste. No other sport does it. It's just it's just it's 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 archaic. It's baseball needs to get rid of all the archaic stuff. And move forward, for God's sakes, we're in 2022. And getting rid of pitchers hitting is just going to be better for the sport. And, and this up, bringing in pitch clocks, speeding up the game, everything trying to make it a better viewing pleasure for us, the baseball fans. And I know there's some of you, we go over this every single year, I don't care how long the games take. Well, guess what? You're in the minority, and... Uh, Most people don't have three and a half to four hours to sit in one place and watch a game. It's just a reality. So that is something that's good. Um, We're going to have Bob Nightingale at what time?
2: He'll be here at 530. He's been all over the uh, negotiations. Bob's
1: Bob's been in Florida. He's been in New York. He's been covering this thing to a T. Yeah, he's been everywhere.
2: And uh, he's been like the the head guy essentially on Twitter. It's been him and like Evan's Relic, another friend of ours, and – uh, Jesse Rogers, who's going to who's going to come on with us tomorrow from ESPN. Those guys have been like th- three of the biggest names you've been seeing spearheading this, along with um, uh, Ch- uh, what's her? Chelsea Janes, I think, from the Washington Post, who cover used to cover the Nats. They've been all over this, so they've done the, the writers have done a fantastic job covering the negotiations. But yeah, Bob will be with us at five thirty,
1: and I'm going to be so curious to see how they view because in, in any negotiation. For me personally and in my personal business, I believe you want both sides to feel like you won. My, my, I always like to say I, I want both sides to feel like they got their beak wet. That's a good negotiation. When both sides can go back to their people. Now, you can't please everybody. That's just a reality. But to have everybody go back and say, you know what, we got a fair deal. And that makes it easier for the two sides to coexist. Where the true issues lie, and we'll get into Bob Nightingale with this because Bob, as you said, Cody, has been over it, has been all over it. The true issues are not players and owners. The true issues are owners versus owners, and then on the other side, players versus players. That's where the issues are, which to be honest with you, have nothing to do with us, the fans. This is not our problem. How the owners feel the game and the rules and the economic structure should be, not our problem, not our care. Has nothing to do with us. And the same thing with the players. Whether you're a player that likes the deal and says, hey, let's get to spring training and get her going, or you're a player that says, you know what, we should have held out longer, what does that matter to us? They're going to spring training Arizona's going to be rocking. Get your Southwest West flights. Head to Mesa and let's go. There's nothing better than spring training. Beautiful. You want to play golf. Anywhere you want to be in Mesa or Scottsdale sitting outside. All those great places to eat. I mean, we haven't been to spring training in a couple of years. I'm not – like, we don't even – we know it's in the budget for us to go to spring training. I don't know if we're still going to go, but if we did, I miss it. I love spring training. I love going down there, but for you, the fans, it's game on. Get on your computer, southwestairlines.com, and get your flight, get your hotel, and spring train. let's go. So the issues inside the game have nothing to do with us. But clearly, there are things that you look at in this deal. I honestly think the owners won this thing by a lot. They had to give. You have to, right? They gave on the minimum salary, but the minimum salary is is, is, a, is tip change to them. The money for the luxury tax that the, the players really wanted that they end up settling on, they end up selling on $230 million. The majority of baseball teams will never even sniff that luxury tax. The CBT is basically a luxury tax. Like for the A's, that has nothing to do with us. We'll never even sniff that. What do we care in the negotiations? That's all about, okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna keep the the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox? It's a handful of teams from getting out of hand with their payrolls. That's all it that is. And the players, for some reason, they believe, get this. And I kept I, I just I just kept shaking my head. And obviously, Boris is the guy that's running this in the background, the super agent Scott Boris. He's the boogeyman here and all this. They believe the tide raises all seas, right? So they believe that the higher they can get this luxury tax, that there's some teams that just can't help themselves, and they will keep spending, 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 and that will raise everybody up, I guess. But... I always looked at man I mean if you were like the small market teams you you know the thing that you would have really feared was the floor. remember we talked about on A's cast live about the floor having a salary cap floor a minimum that you have to spend that's where you could have really raised everybody but that was never that was addressed I mean or that was brought up early 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 that was actually brought up in the initial stuff and then even when the season was going on but that never had any legs. So really all you really all you did to the smaller market teams is okay, we got a 25 man roster, x amount of guys are making the minimum and instead of paying them 570,000 we got to pay them 700,000. That's not a lot a couple hundred grand is not a lot of money compared to millions upon millions of dollars. Free agency didn't change. I mean, the biggest things are that luxury tax didn't go up that high. Free agency in years didn't change at all. Arbitration didn't change at all. The only thing in arbitration that changed is they got this pool where they're going to pay younger players some more money, but that's just still on one-year deals. Changing arbitration to less years meant guys would have got the free agency faster, which is that's more guaranteed money long-term versus against the owners. That didn't happen. The biggest money things in this CBA all went the owner's way. So if the players want to say, yay, minimum salaries went up, okay, cool. If you want to say you got more money for younger players in arbitration, great. But the big, big, big money deals didn't happen, and you're starting your season on April eighth, so you're essentially missing what March thirty first was a was a Thursday, so you're only starting your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days late, and let's face it, during that eight days, you would have had a bunch of rainouts anyway. I thought I thought the owners might hold on through April because April is known for what lower attendance, bad weather, bad ratings. I thought the owners could have really stuck it to the players, but we'll see how someone like Bob Nightingale, who is uh, now everything that I've seen, like I was watching MLB Network, the media is always going to be pro players because you have a bunch of you got a bunch of former players on there, and let's face it. The media, everything that they say, the players are watching, and the players are the ones that give you the stories. You don't want to tick the players off, so I think the media is always going to have the bias towards the players. I'll really get into to where baseball is going though, because when you say, "Ah, oh, we don't market the stars," I don't know what I don't know if the stars are really even that more any, are they really even that valuable anymore? And I'll explain that through the Apple Plus deal. What baseball is becoming—it's not about the actual players. It's about what baseball can provide from a standpoint of being basically a content provider. Baseball's value going forward—it's not ratings. Every World Series year after year after year, every All-Star Game year after year after year, all the playoffs year—they're all year after year—they're all down in ratings. You're not selling ratings. You're not selling success that way. What you're selling is now as Major League Baseball is, listen, you need content, and nobody in professional sports offers more than us. We offer more games. We offer more hours. We offer more than anybody else. Nobody can beat us. And you got all these platforms that are all battling each other, Apple, Google, you name it, Amazon—they're all getting into the game, and they're all in the game. Because I look at the millennial to my left, and they're—I'm sure—we're uh, on streaming. We're a part of this. Everybody's gotten rid of their cable, so you're getting Hulu, and you're getting Apple—you know—you're getting Apple TV, and you're getting all this stuff, Netflix, and all this stuff. Well, what's the key to those platforms for them to get you to pay for it every month? They've got to have content. And if they want sports content, who provides the most? That would be Major League Baseball. So we'll get into more of that tomorrow. But, yeah, the I, I said this to you, Cody. I said, hey, how many guys out there would you really say, I will go through traffic, I will pay the money for the ticket, I'll pay the money for the parking, I'll go through all it takes to get to a Major League Baseball game to see this one guy play. How many of those players are actually out there? I think. Well, when we did this exercise the other night, we named
2: off. I named off a few guys, and then I started thinking more about it. I'm like, well, you can't really say a pitcher because he only pitches every five days. So you have to think about position players. And there's, I mean, superstar level position players. You got Tatis. You got Ronald Acuna Jr. You got. So uh, wait a
1: minute. You're trying to tell me you would? By the way, we're doing this show from Cody's apartment because. I thought we were gonna have a little more time. Uh, I've I have torn down and redone the uh, A's road studio at my house. Uh, I've enlarged it, and we've uh, gonna be some some really 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 cool stuff is coming down uh, this season that you guys are all gonna love. Some really cool stuff. I can't announce it yet, uh, but we're gonna have some really uh, fun stuff that you're really gonna enjoy. And we had to redo my studio at home but you're trying to tell me you'd leave your house, spend the money, and go through the traffic and all the time it takes to watch Fernando Tatis Jr. at Oracle Park.
2: That's the beauty of public trans- transportation, but if you take all that aside, probably not.
1: That, right. I- I'm being real honest yeah, here. No, uh, we- I want you to, you know, because it's very easy for people to say, oh, I'd see this guy, this guy. No, I want you to think. You got to plan the day around it. This is an event. Sporting, sports games are an event. How many players out there would you go online, get the ticket, pay for the parking, go through all the traffic, leave work early, go through all the hassle that it is to go to a game? How many of those players would you go through that who's not your favorite player who's not your team? How many of those players are there in the game? You're trying to tell me you do that for Fernando Tatis Jr.? I think if you're going to ask me, because I'm a different
2: person than a lot of people, because... Well, first of all, you're cheap. That's why I'm cheap. But if I wanted to do this, and this has nothing to do with my wife being an Angels fan, I would go out of my way to watch Shohei Otani pitch and hit. He might be the only one.
1: So there's 30 teams. There's 25 guys on 30 teams. You got one? That I'm talking about, like, Showtime. I need to be there and see. They
2: got us both. He hits on a day when he hits and pitches. I don't think you can pass that up. I know a, a lot of Ace fans don't want to hear that because I picked the, an Angels player, but he's a really fun player to watch. And there are guys that are fun to watch. But you're right. There's going to be a lot of people out there who aren't as uh, lucky as us who get to cover the team and you know get to see these teams. So we get to go you know for our job. So yeah, for an average family of four people, are they really going to go pay all that money to go watch Shohei
1: Otani pitch? Probably not. So at a 750 players. There's always going to be 750 players on a roster. 25 times 30, right? 750. You picked one.
2: Well, I was doing it for the, the sake of the argument. Because I named Did up you, players that I would like I like to watch, but I don't know if I would go. I, I'm the-
1: asking you got not not sit and watch on your television that you would actually pay to go see. And you gotta remember all that entails going to a game and once I throw that at people, that list starts to shrink. Well, if that list starts starts to shrink, then all of a sudden, now my whole thing about baseball is about being a content provider versus why don't we market the players? The average player in Major League Baseball makes over $4 million. Think about that. And you're telling me there's only one of them you'd pay to go watch. I, I think I – think- for
2: us, it's it's hard to answer this question um, uh, honestly because for us to go watch guys play the Coliseum or Oracle Park, we could take public transportation. If you live in like at the uh, the outskirts of like New York City. Are you really going to fight that traffic? If you can't take public, like we could take Bart, we can take Caltrain, we can if you want to pay for Uber. Doesn't
1: matter Bart. Bart's still a pain
2: in the ass. They're all a pain in the ass. Yeah, but it saves you a lot of hassle by not sitting in traffic. That's it. so. I mean, I guess maybe we're not the best people to ask, but I still, if I, really- why not? I mean,
1: I, I can. Let's face it. You go to a major league baseball game, and the game runs late. You're not. You're not going to have issues with Bart. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, also, you're going to you're going to take Bart, and by the time you get home from. By the time you get back to your car and you got to get up the next day for work, that's what I'm saying. All the different issues that it takes to get to one of the – how many of these guys? So really the way baseball is going is – and I'll actually ask Bob about this. Bob Nightingale from the USA Today, good friend of the program. I've been interviewing Bob for, God, close to 30 years. And uh, Bob has been all over this as Florida, New York – He's been a traveling man during these times, and I bet he is completely tired of (laughs) dealing with this and just wants to get back to uh, covering the game and, you know, his spring training schedule because usually as a national baseball writer, you're going to want to, you know, you're going to want to have your time in in Arizona. You're going to want to have your time in Florida, and you want to make this, you know, you want to cover every team and get to know every team. And that's going to be tough to do this year because, you know, the signings. You know, it's one thing we can talk about the stars, like where are the stars going to sign, but how do you fill out your roster? I, you know, you know, the guys that are going to get pinched that I really feel for, and these are the guys that you really root for. the The, the great stories of our game are the guys that got to make the make the squad. That they got to go in search of a job and they've got to make the team in spring training. You know, I'm not worried about the guys that have guaranteed contracts. They're just going to Arizona and Florida to get to get in base the you know, I'm not gonna say get in shape, they're already in shape, but to get ready, to get in, you know, to get ready to play. But there's guys, you know, spring training is different for everybody. You know, spring training for a star player is don't get hurt and be ready to go when the bell calls on April 8th. There's other guys that go there. They're fighting for a job. They're fighting for their career. They don't know. They don't know if this is their last shot. And when you're playing in spring training, you're not only auditioning for your team, you're auditioning for everybody else. Because other teams are going to make cuts, and then they're looking around to see who made cuts and where they can pick up players. You know what? I, I, If we can't get Bob, just have him for tomorrow. I'm sure he's busy as
2: heck. I know. I talked to him an hour ago, and I told him we'd be calling, and he said, sounds good. And then So I texted him to see if he'll get back to us, but um, you're right about the, the players you look at in spring training. I was listening to as you are saying as I was trying to call him. Those are the guys you root for. Like you know, the guys that make the money are going to be on the, the roster. It's the guys that are the guys that, or the minor league guys that are trying to make the roster that
1: won't make money, or the guys you're rooting for. Yeah, and that's going to be tough for them because it's going to be. Do we know how many games are going to get in spring training? Because the Bay Bridge series has been canceled. Yeah, I saw that they that that came out earlier. Um, I think our first- let me let me see OaklandAthletics.com. Great Steve Finale, Does do they have – because I can tell you the other day I, w- I was in a conversation and, like
2: – I have it right here. Our, our first spring training game was supposed to be, according to the schedule on our website, is eight, is March 18th against the Colorado Rockies. So we play the 18th through the – it says our last game is the 26th. But I, sure I would not
1: – I, I honestly, from what I've heard – and do not quote me. I'm just saying. I I don't know if I I don't know if you can go off what the old schedule was.
2: Yeah, because it ends on the 26th, so I assumed it might not. Um, it might not be that might not be the schedule. All right, Bob said. He, Bob just texted me said he's ready to go.
1: All right, let's hear from Bob Nightingale. He's in New York, right? I think he was. If not, he might have went home. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Uh, been doing, uh, just been waiting to, to, to be able to get back on the air. You know, we've been grounded, and it's great to, to be back that this thing is over. And I just want to commend you that your coverage, whether it was in Florida, New York, your coverage was second to none. You were the one that I was constantly refreshing on Twitter as you were giving the most updates. You did a great job keeping us basically abreast on everything that was happening with this lockout.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris.
1: And when you look at this and you found out today and you knew it was getting close and you found out, okay, they pretty much agreed to it. Obviously, they got to ratify it. Just what were your feelings overall about the 99-day lockout and now that it's over?
0: Well, you know, there was so much time elapsed when they weren't talking at all. I thought that was very silly. Uh, You know, 43 days. Then, you know, what was going on in uh, Jupiter, Florida, it's like, man, they should have been doing this all along. Uh, And I I really believe that they should have done that deal that night in Jupiter because once they went to bed, uh, you know, everything changed. Uh, And and yesterday, when they broke up, it was like, uh uh-oh. And especially it was over the, you know, with the international draft, which never seemed to be an issue before. All of a sudden it was, like, what's going on here? And then it was a good sign with quickly this morning, you know, they agreed to table discussion, like, okay, let's, let's talk about this. And, you know, in July, let's don't hold up the deal. And then, you know, uh, MLB came strong today and said, here's the deal. Take it or leave it. You got a, uh, you know, a two hour deadline to get it done. And, uh, you know, the funny thing was with the union, it's like, the, you know, the, their executive committees, their top leaders all vote against it. And the teams all vote for it, you know, 26 to four. So, uh, you know, it was good to get all the all the players involved, and good for the uh, good for the player rep- representatives that, to pull his players.
1: Yeah, you know, there's always going to be in a negotiations. It doesn't matter that or a lawsuit or whatever. Everybody's going to say uh, who won, and everybody wants to talk about who won and who lost. But I think if you really dig into it, Bob, the real question is the big market owners versus the small market owners. And then on the players' side, as you mentioned, the players that were most invested, I wouldn't say invested, but the players who are part of the negotiations, they all voted no. The other players voted yes. So it's really there's players who agree with this deal. There's players who not. There's owners who agree, and there's owners who not. So it's not really who won between the owners and players. It's like who's happy about this deal on both sides of the ball here?
0: Yeah, I mean, the union, when they set back, has got to be ecstatic. I mean, the record raises and, you know, salary from 570 to 700 who, who would imagine that? Uh, you know, the $50 million a year pre arbitration pool, that never existed. You know, giving young players bonuses and how high you finish in the war score, things like that. Uh, they, you know, address the uh, tanking issue with the six-pick lottery, uh, service time manipulation. They wanted 12 teams. They got 12 teams instead of 14. So I, I think the union did great. Uh, you know, the executive committee was made up, you know, of a lot of heavy hitters. You guys have already made their money, you know, whether it's a, a Scherzer, a Garrett Cole, a Francisco Lindor, you know, made up uh, made up a, a chunk in that committee. And, you know, as you know, doing the age games, there's so many young players in this game. And I think with the status, of 62% of the players in the game, uh, you know, made less than a million dollars last year, so you know the young guy is called Let's get going here. They're taking care of us. Uh, we elected you.
1: Yeah, wait. So much talk was about the CBT, and to make it easier for our fans, we just call it the luxury tax because we understand that. In the past, of course, how how we talk about it with the. Uh, uh, NFL and the NBA. So when we're looking at that luxury tax and the players 280-something and the owners want 220, but the smaller market teams, as we mentioned, RAs, we're all sitting around going, we don't care about this. Our team will never even come close to that.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing is if you are happen to be in the same division, I think if the Dodgers didn't have a $25 million payroll last year, it wouldn't have been such an issue. But if you're the teams in the National League West, and remember that uh, two of the guys on the executive council there were from the NL West, you know, Ron Fowler from the Padres and uh, Dick Monfort from the Rockies. So they don't want to be sitting there and watching the Dodgers spend 150, more, $150 million more a year than they do. So it's almost like, you know, we got to punish these guys for doing that and you know, putting money back and, uh, and maybe losing draft picks. At least that will help, you know, deter it a little bit. And of course, now if you're having the NLs, you know you're kind of scared of the uh, New York Mets. You know, Steve Cohen saying he might have a three hundred million dollar payroll. So it, it's pretty much just a, the, stop the runaway teams. Uh, and you know, it was like the Yankees years ago with, with uh, you know George Burner. and you know the players didn't have a point. I mean, teams do consider it like a luxury tax. I mean, a uh, salary cap. You know, like you said, Chris, it doesn't affect you know small market teams like the A's or Rays or Pittsburgh. But, you know, we had four or five teams finish or uh, spent just under the luxury tax last year. So it was almost, you know, deliberately to make sure they didn't have a penalty.
1: You know, when I think about the owner's standpoint and where the real big money is, it's always free agency. And there was always the talk about shortening the years, changing arbitration. It was obvious that the owners were going to have to give some of the really good young players in arbitration some more money, but that's only for one year. So guys are not going to free agency earlier than the deal before. So when I look at real big money, I have a hard time. I mean, yeah, you're going to give the guys at the bottom, you're going to, okay, the minimum's going to come up. Yeah, you're going to have this pool for for some more money in arbitration, but free agency doesn't change. The years for arbitration doesn't change. To me, and do you see it, those are all huge wins for the owners.
0: Yeah, uh, but the thing is, is they were never going to change it. I mean, when they uh, you know talking about six years or five, or you know how to get to you know an age thing if you get to be uh, twenty and a half, and get it you know get it early. They just weren't going to budge on that, and they told the union, "We're not talking about it." Even the Super Two class, you know, I think you know they really tried to get that to go to three, and then dropped it down to seventy percent, fifty percent. Same thing. The owner said, you know, we're not doing it. You know, it's like, you know, very similar to when the owners have always wanted a uh, salary cap. They still do, but why even bring it up? It's a non-starter. in the owner's view is a non-starter, you know, when the players brought up changing free agency or salary arbitration.
1: How do you feel about the new playoff format?
0: I like it. I like the fact they stuck their guns and didn't go to 14. Uh, 12 is good. Uh, you know, I, I think a, uh, I think going to fourteen teams a little too much with only thirty teams. Uh, but I thought, I thought twelve worked out. I thought twelve worked out works out well. You know, the team two teams with the best record get the uh, first round by, and then the uh, the next teams you get whoever has the best record. You, you get the uh, all your games at home in a, in a best of three series.
1: Now I know when you start talking international draft that a lot of people hit the snooze button and they don't care. But it is very important because. International signings are far different than what we have in this country. And just to give our fans an idea, we've got a player named Robert Poisson – who at 16 years old signed for $5.1 million as a 16-year-old. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. So now that we're going to have an international draft, do we know, are they now going to have signing bonus and a tier system way the, the American, or I should say the draft is in the United States? Is that going to be the same thing for the international draft? Or are we going to get rid of these crazy signing bonuses for 16- and 17-year-olds?
0: Yeah, remember now it still has to be approved, Chris. They got till uh, July 25th to approve it. Uh, if they don't, then the, you know the free agent thing with qualifying offers goes back in effect. And once they do approve, you know if they do approve it, it starts in 2024. Uh, but yeah, to get to your question is it will be like the American draft or the domestic draft? In fact, a they'll uh, they have their own separate draft, uh, 20 rounds also, so 600 players. The same thing. There'll be uh, you know, a uh, forget what you call that with the, with the thresholds, with the uh, uh, slots, slot, slot numbers for those players. So you're right. You know, these players. You know, if you're a superstar, and you know, the first couple of picks in the uh, in the in the foreign draft, yeah, you're going to uh, you know, you're going to get your five, six million. But you're not going to get you know, 10, 12 million, And you're not going to get you know, some of the Cuban players have signed for sixty or seventy and never got a double A. Yeah. So uh, so it's, yeah, it was a very Tough subject. I mean, nobody could figure it out, and uh, it was such a divisive thing. But not only not only uh, clubs, but but the players. You know, I mean, talk to a few, uh, you know, American players. They say, wait a minute, now we should have an international draft. You know, they say, well, you know, it'll affect them as far as you now they can't, you know, pick where they want to go. Uh, they're not a, you know, not a free agent. But you know, like the American kids here say, wait a minute, now we aren't either. I mean. <laughs> When we, uh, when we get drafted, you know, we can't say we're not going to go to this team. You know, you get selected by the team. That's, that's the way it is. You know, yeah. and, and I think the other argument is that, well, uh, you know, if you're a poor kid from our country, you don't have a chance to go to college, that, that sort of thing, and maybe, you know, talent level will dry up because you don't have the big money. I think the international draft would be good just because I think it becomes so corrupt. And there are kids signing at 12 and 13 years old.
1: Yeah, and that whole international pool money that could be traded, it was all murky, and I'm hoping that we can uh, get rid of all of that. But now we have free agency. Obviously, no one was supposed to be negotiating. No one was supposed to be talking, but we do have some big names out there. I know if it was me and I was talking to my agent, I would want to sign fast. I want to get as much as I possibly can because the money could uh, dry up quickly how do you think free agency is going to go?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think it will uh, I think it'll be a few days because, remember, you're not supposed to have to talk to anybody for three months. So we'll see what happens there. And I, I, I think it's a situation where uh, beginning on Monday, then I think you'll see a flurry, like six or seven guys signing a day. But I'm with you, Chris. Uh, I think there's going to be some good de- deals for, for teams that sit back, and guys fall to the cracks. I mean, if you're a player and you get a, offered a deal, if you don't take it, your buddy will. So it's not like you can just sit there and uh, negotiate and, and play games uh, because there's too many people that will be, uh, you know, too many free agents out there. Uh, I think, I think, you know, whether, whether you're the A's or Giants, or what have you, uh, they can sit back and, and guys will say, well, I'll get this guy for a one year contract and let him become a free agent again. But I got a great discount price on him now.
1: Well, I got to tell you, and we'll end on this, and we'll get more into this later on, and we've missed having you on the program. We've missed doing the show. But um, when the Apple Plus deal came down, and we're going to have two games every Friday night on Apple TV, it really kind of shows you with cable. Cable is not long for this world. Uh, Newspapers are dying. Terrestrial radio is not doing well. Really, baseball's value as a content provider. They've got so much content, so many hours. All these different platforms, like an Apple, are going to want that. Are, are we starting to really see the change for Major League Baseball and the future uh, of this game is truly being more of a content provider, which I think people in our neighborhood and in the Silicon Valley world, we truly understand that.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Remember now, Apple's kind of replacing what ESPN was offering. Yeah, uh, ESPN gave up on baseball. Say, so, hey, we'll do Sunday night games, and that's it. You know, we'll do some special games, and I, I think they'll be uh, doing some of those first-round playoff games. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they dropped it, and that's why it opened up the door for Apple. And uh, these big deals, particularly the Dodgers getting that $8.5 billion contract, TV contract, and people still can't see the games. Uh, there was huge money. And uh, I, I'm with it, Chris. That stuff is drying up, and I think baseball. I think baseball knows it. Like we're, we're not counting on those big TV deals. Uh, even like like the Cubs had the Marquee Network, and uh, you know I, I I don't know for a fact, but I hear they're just bleeding money. You know, it's just you know people can't get that thing, and uh, yeah, it's tough. You know, people just you know people aren't getting the cable TV anymore. You're right, they're just doing all the uh, streamlining and streaming and everything else.
1: Well, i tell you what, we were all following you as you did a great job, whether it was in Florida or New York, keeping us updated on what was going with the talks. Hey, it's great to hear your voice again. We've missed having you on the program. Be well, be safe, and we'll talk soon. All right, look forward to it. Thank you, Chris. The great Bob Nightingale from the USA Today, who's been covering this game a long, long time and really was the most – updated information you could find now you mentioned cody evandrelich who he wasn't doing it as much uh jesse rogers you mentioned some of the names but it was bob who was there uh john hayman uh certain guys that were, that were keeping us updated on, on what was going on um jeff passan wasn't giving us as much as, as fast bob was updating us every it was like Nine minutes and 15 minutes. I mean, he was really pumping out information,
2: which was fun to follow. It was. And you mentioned Jeff Passin, and I wanted to bring it up when we started the show. Uh, this morning, Passan reported the news about the international draft, how they have told to the 25th to agree on that in July. And then his Twitter account got hacked. And when literally all this news is going down, Jeff Passan's that would be found because someone hacked his Twitter account and turned it into the, like an NFT, which I'm not 100% sure how NFTs work. But his account was hacked and like literally all the jokes people are making about how he probably should have changed his password from I'm the greatest and all this stuff. Like it it was funny on the biggest news day of his life as he tweeted out, he couldn't use his account because it got hacked.
1: Wow. We're all going to be okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, he still broke the news anyway. When the news broke (laughs) that they agreed to it, Passam was the first person to have it. So he got his account back in time to tweet that out.
1: We're all going to be okay. Yeah, everybody love everybody. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. We're 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 all gonna we're all gonna survive this. Um expanded playoffs, as we have said here on A's Cast Live many times, has never hurt any other league. I don't I, I mean, has is the NFL declaring bankruptcy because they have ex- expanded playoffs?
2: I don't know, They did pretty well this year.
1: Uh, is the NBA going out of business? Oh, their players make a lot of money. Uh, NHL okay? I think so. Uh, that thing that's coming up, I think it's called March Madness. You know, they 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 originally were what? 32 teams yeah. or not even that or what? It was and then it was 64,
2: now it's 68. has that hurt them? It, it hasn't. Although I still see people saying, bring
1: it back to 64. Let me ask you a question. If every single sports entity has expanded their playoffs, and it's worked. Why do baseball think? Why do the old schoolers think it won't work for baseball? I don't.
2: I just think people don't like change, especially old school baseball fans.
1: Okay, I understand. Okay, then, then that's a correct answer because they can't give you any type of documented proof that it would hurt the game. Back when my grandfather watched
2: the sport, there was only there was only what well, there would have been. Six teams or uh, eight teams made the postseason, and then they added the one wild – you know, they added the extra wild card. They added the wild card so make it eight. It was just a, you know, whatever. I, I think it's great. And as we've mentioned, it helps teams like – how can I put this without uh, – small market teams like Pittsburgh, um, the Royals, although they won, they won a World Series in the past decade – Teams like that who you don't think they're, like, on the fringe or whatever. They've been a two-world series. And they lost lost one, won one. Teams like that, the Marlins who were looking to spend money. And then, you know, there's so much stuff, by the way, we missed during the lockout that wasn't player-related. You know, Derek Jeter stepping down as the president of the Marlins we can get into tomorrow. I even broke down the list of all the potential – all the guys that signed free agent deals before um, the lockout happened. Let me see if you remember. I'll throw you one guy. Did you remember what team Robbie Ray signed with?
1: He re-signed with Toronto,
2: no, didn't he? No. The the reigning American League Cy Young winner. What team did he sign with?
1: I don't remember.
2: The Seattle Mariners. I completely forgot he signed. What? With, I completely forgot he signed I totally with the Mariners. Totally forgot about that. <laughs> like I
1: remember like Simeon and Seager with the Rangers. You know, Scherzer
2: getting all that money with the Mets. Marte and Canna. but like when you think of Robbie Ray, the arguably probably the second best pitcher on the market. We everyone a lot of I, I was sitting there I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. He did sign with the Mariners."
1: Yeah, cuz I well, really, both of us. We both really took the uh, we took the approach of wake us when you're when you're done. Yeah, I because mean- like all the, all the all the you can't you couldn't buy a preview magazine; it was worthless. Yeah, that's true. Right, and I usually get Athlon and Streets and Smith and all that. They were worthless, and then my Sports Weekly comes and. I still have them. I have them all stacked up so it's got every base. So I have all 30 teams previews stacked. I'll probably now get into that tonight now that it's over. But it was like you're going to have to update cuz so many there's so many blanks. There's so many and, you know, we'll have a month to get ready and we'll do that for you here. Usually, are we going to do our spring training tour? We going to have time to get that in?
2: We we might have to do a different team every day to get it through. And we might maybe we'll start that on Monday.
1: Are we, are we back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday?
2: Yeah, we'll do that. We can do – because the games will start till. Uh, Does that
1: give us enough time?
2: Can we get 30 in? Might have to do two a day if we if we get close. Uh, I mean, we'll save the ALS for last because, I mean, we talked to a lot of the guys we talked to in there a lot. So, we'll, maybe we'll start with,
1: like, the NLEs. But, like, like – like, I'll just pick a team out of my head. The Cincinnati Reds. Like, how incomplete are the Cincinnati Reds right now? Glad you mentioned that. For the first time since 1990,
2: the Reds are going to start the season on the road. They're always the opening day yeah. with the parade and the history. But you're right, though. Nicholas Castellanos uh, opted out. He's one of the best free agents uh, potentially out there. And the universal DH
1: might have saved his career. Ooh. It might have saved our old friend Chris Davis' career. Uh, He's at least going to get a shot. Someone, someone will sign. So- well, you know what? We're not talking players all that. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll get into players. So Today was just uh, say that we miss you. We love you. Sorry, we've been gone, but we're back in business, and this is going to be a—it's uh, going to be a fun year and going to be an interesting year. I mean, I, on the way over to Cody's house, I was listening to uh, SiriusXM, and our franchise is one of the teams that, um, whether you're going to be happy with it or not, we're one of the teams a lot of people are are looking at. They're very interested in what the A's are going to do in the next. Very month. interested, which could be nothing at all. Or it could be a lot, meaning in two different ways, a lot. Could be a lot. Could be same old, same old, and add to what you got.
2: Yeah, or it could be, you know, this is the time when when Bill and David strike. Remember last year when some of the players that we signed uh, going into the season? The very, very end. Like right when spring training was about to start. Trevor Rosenthal, we got a new closer. (laughs) Um, You know, there's two things we did. There's a couple things we didn't touch on on the uh, CBA. Um, No more runner
1: in uh, in extra innings on second base. All right, that is something that I would have fought tooth and nail for. (laughs) If I would have fought to the very end, and I know everybody hates it, and I agree, I hate it too, except when it's late at night and it's cold and you want to go home. The first time we go 13, 14 innings, I'm going to go, wouldn't it have been nice if this thing was over an hour and a half ago?
2: So that yeah, that's I mean, I can't relate because I'm not there that late most of the time. But uh, number two, oh
1: yeah, you're already home.
2: Yeah, I'm already. I'm watching the game on TV at home. Uh, nine inning double headers are now back, so no more of the seven inning double headers, and we're going to see some double headers make up some of these games going forward. It's is what it's being reported as, and it sounds like they're going to add the uh, an extra series at the a three game series at the end of the year, which means that would probably be the series against Detroit we would make up at the end of the year for us. Because our first series was supposed to be against the Angels for four games, and then three against Detroit. So we'll see how that works. So those are two of the things we didn't really get into. Uh, tomorrow, I want to—I really want to get into this pre-arbitration bonus, not just about wh- not how I want to get into how it works and who determines on how the players d- get paid is d- a little interesting. Do
1: you actually have that answer? What? Do you actually have the answer to how they who vote how to how it works? Because all they've been talking about is there's this bonus pool so there's gonna be this amount of money out there that the really good arbitration guys we were you know which used to be called super twos yeah they go to arbitration early are now there's gonna be more money for young guys to make on, on a yearly basis it's not like a guaranteed long-term contract it's on a yearly basis you can get more money right yeah so there's gonna be this pool of money, and, yeah, like, how do they get it? Who gives it to them? Like, what What are the, What I mean, what do you got to do to be a part of it? I mean, there, it, it's kind of a, there, that's the one thing that was, do we even want to, do we want to come on today or not? And it was like, yeah, we just want to come on and get back on the air. But there's not, like, the international draft, how it will work. There's still, there's still stuff that's, you know, we're not totally sure.
2: I apologize for my barking dog in the background when my well, wife. Well, if we're gonna be doing more shows here, you're gonna have to figure that out. Well, my wife's usually gonna be home asleep because she's gonna, but she had to work a 16 hour shift today at the hospital, so that's why the dog's barking. But yeah, um, essentially, I'll break that down a little bit uh, how that's gonna work. I don't have the full answer. I just know how it works for the guys that are like the guys up for Cy Young and MVP and all that stuff that are in the. Arbitration.
1: Oh uh, well, that's easy. Those are guys at the very. They have to be at the very top. But there's other guys that are going to get yeah. this money, like. And who's deciding it? Well, who's well, running I, I that? I don't know
2: about that, but for the guys that are finishing the, and the top of the, you know, Cy Young and MVP,
1: you know who votes for that, right? You're putting all that pressure
2: on the writers. The writers.
1: But 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 there's going to be other money out there that's going to be allocated. Yeah. How, how does that work? That's something we'll. Have to, all right. Know. That's your job because, once again, that's another one that I go.
2: I really don't care.
1: Yeah, well, if you look at it this can way, can I get money out of it?
2: You as an as an individual? Yes. I don't think so.
1: Can anybody listening get money out of that?
2: No. No. Well, there you go. Let's a, a quick example. Corbin Burns won the Cy Young in National League. His salary last year was six hundred eight thousand. It would have went to four point two with this new system they are putting in place. So that the owner that the writers vote on, and then it goes back to the same Hall of Fame thing. Well, I'm not voting for him. He was a jerk in the clubhouse. I, I don't want that dictating, and the the writers don't even want it. I think it was um, Joel Sherman said on MLB Network today. I, we don't want I I don't want that pressure falling on me to vote for a guy to go for how much money he's got to make. Well, I
1: will tell you what. I know people use Corbin as the example, but I I just kind of laugh at that. They go, well he well look how good he was, and look look how little he made. My argument would be, okay, then let's, that's, let's, from a business standpoint, let's all be business people here, let's turn it on its head and let's do the flip side of it and let's go through every roster of every guy who made over a million dollars last year and let's actually look to see how many guys actually earned it. Let's look at how many guys had average to below average years and made multi-millions of, millions of dollars. Guess what? There's a lot of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? And you didn't hear about that in the labor labor strife. You didn't hear the players' union bringing that up, and the owners didn't bring that up. But that's something that bugs me when they're like, oh, here's the outlier, this one great guy that had a year, and he because of the system he's not making that much, he should be making a lot more money. Oh, yeah? Well, let's go to how many guys make $10 million a year, and they don't deserve it. Yeah, as long as are they giving that money back when you have a bad year? Do you give the money back? And once again, like I said, baseball is starting to become a content provider, which basically just means it doesn't matter who's in uniform; you just need games to be going on. As long as the guys don't make the salaries
2: like some of these NBA players make, that don't do anything, uh, I don't. I don't think. I think it'll, the sport will be fine. But you know, one more example is Jonathan India and Randy Rosarana. The Randy Rosarana winning the Rookie of the Year after being playing in two postseasons prior. Uh, those guys won the Rookie of the Year, so their their salaries with this new model would have tripled after finishing top in the top two of Rookie of the Year. And
1: how many guys have an ERA over five make millions of dollars? Uh, one of the guys uh, just signed a big deal
2: Texas, Texas. John Gray had a didn't have a good year. I, maybe it was last year. Yeah. But he usually isn't a good – I mean, Robbie Ray wasn't good until a couple of years ago either. So I mean, guys figured out. Some guys don't figure out, and you're right. They make a lot of money, and they have down years, for sure. Oh, they have down careers. Yeah, after you know, after they make the money, they don't care. Some not everyone, but their players are like that. They get the money. And they they don't. I don't think they really care as much. They got they're getting paid to play, and and they they feel like they earned it. And that that's I mean that's up that's their right. But I don't know how I don't know how some people could do that. I mean that's just me.
1: Yeah, I wonder how many owners going through this process were kind of like us. Wake me when it's done. Tell tell me when I need to vote on it, because really a lot of the talk was about the CBT, the luxury tax. So a lot of the talks were, because that's the that's the Boris group, the Boris side. Scott Boris, a super agent. Are we gonna call him friend of the program? He's still so a friend. Uh, the boogeyman uh, in the background you know that's their big thing they want they want teams they want the big teams to spend more money cuz they think that makes the smaller teams spend more money right so if you set the if you set the bar at let's just say for a position give me a position let's go second base so if you set If the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox break the bank on a guy and he's making X, he's the standard for – I shouldn't say the standard. That's not the right word. He is the top dog. Well, then now everybody compares their their upcoming negotiations to that guy. So they think if the big market clubs are spending a ton of money, it's going to force the smaller market clubs – to spend more they study this more than I do I would say fooey on that but they spent but but when you start looking at certain negotiations and arbitration and putting up numbers putting up financial numbers saying okay I deserve this in arbitration because I had this year and the top guy makes this so why would I you know there's a lot that goes into it that you know is that you know it's above my pay grade but then there's a lot of teams and this is what this is what the teams this is what the players like and the, the players don't like and the players union doesn't like is that there's a lot of teams that go uh so we're not going to spend that money. And we don't have to. And there's certain teams that just say we're not going to spend that money and we're not going to try and we're tanking and I agree I hate that but that there's other teams that say you know what We're going to make smart decisions, and we're going to have what's called roster flexibility, and roster flexibility helps us win and gives us a chance of going to the playoffs. So if you want to sign and lock up certain guys, and that's the way you want to go about it, and you want to lock up a guy for eight years, good luck. Have fun with that. We're not going to do that. We're going to stay mean and lean. And certain franchises have had a lot of success doing that. So the Orioles? Is that, what you want to say? Is
2: that the model we're building Not towards?
1: the Orioles, but we're not mentioning some teams. The deal that I want to get into, and I was thinking about this the other day, as I've had a lot of time to think about different things, um, is the old Alex Rodriguez deal the original big deal.
2: I was going to say which one, but
1: then you, you – so he so Seattle tries to negotiate with him. He's not going to sign. they offer him 160 or 170 or whatever it was. And then out of nowhere, here came the Texas Rangers who offered him a record and by the way that record it wasn't even close anybody ever got anything close to that was 10 years 252 million dollars. Now, if you remember those negotiations, and actually Vince Catronio might be fun to talk about with this because he was around the Rangers and Arod at the time. Scott Boris put out a booklet of it was basically a free agency book for Alex Rodriguez. And it told you everything that he meant to a franchise. How much, by signing Alex Rodriguez, it would change your franchise X, Y, and Z. And at that time, Rangers knew ballpark. Tom Hicks was the owner. You know, because signing A-Rod, you're going to build a baseball village and all the money you're going to make because the Rangers are going to be a primetime franchise and it's all going to be built around Alex Rodriguez. I wish we could have that booklet. I don't know if you could find it, if it'd be out there, uh, if a Texas, Texas executive ever put it out there. But that was the promise that signing Alex Rodriguez would change the fortunes on and off the field so dramatically that you needed to give him a 10-year, $252 million contract.
2: Well, they got a new ballpark, you know, about 20 years later, but they got a new ballpark.
1: No, they got a new ballpark.
2: No, no, but that wasn't there. The the Globe Life, the one they built, wasn't that built before A. Rod went there?
1: Uh, it was right around the same time. Well, either way, they got. Uh, no, that what 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 year was that? What what year was
2: that? That ballpark built? I right, let me pull it up because A. Rod, what the A. Rod that was oh three, right? No, I think it was two thousand. No, it was uh, let me. I'll pull that up too. I thought it was after that. Um, he was traded in oh four. To the Yankees. Okay, so global or right, it's Globe Life Park, right? Cause I looked up Globe, I feel that's the new one. Globe Life Park was, mm, no. Okay, now they changed the name of it. Now I'm looking up the old one. Uh,
1: 94. So it was built in 94. Okay, so the, they were, I guess what they were going to build was what, what they have there now, the Texas Live and all that kind of stuff. Um, You know, because there's the hotel there now, which it was being built the last time I was there with the A's. And the reason for signing Arod was all that stuff was going to happen and maybe there was talks of, it, of a newer ballpark at the time. I just remember all the all the money that was supposed to come with Alex Rodriguez signing as a free agent to the Texas Rangers and all the success. What did they do? All that success didn't happen. What did they do?
2: Um built for the future and got good after Arod left.
1: They traded Alex Rodriguez, and then later on would represent the American League back-to-back years in the World Series. A year after A-Rod won won, one with the Yankees. (laughs) So look at the switch in baseball. Baseball used to be all about attendance. Baseball then became all about your cable deal. Baseball was all about your new ballpark. Baseball was you have to have stars for your new ballpark. Because you got to fill that new ballpark and you got to take advantage of that honeymoon period. There's all these things that they said you had to do. And now we're looking around. You know, Major League Baseball sold its technology to Disney and they all made a grip of money. Now they're doing deals with Apple. Now they're doing deals with YouTube. Now, I mean, it's the whole landscape of the business is changing and how baseball is going forward they're finding new ways to make more money. So when i hear these media guys go, "Oh boy, the minimum salary went up from 500 whatever to 700,000. What a win that is for the players." I'm like, on oh, do you guys not understand business? Do you think this pool, I mean the amount of money that they're now getting from tech companies and the future of where their business is going, and now when they add when they they, their TV deal gets greater when they add more playoff teams. Baseball is evolving and finding more ways to make more money and has nothing to do with the players. I which which is not really being talked about all that much. I got Bob Nightingale to agree with me and I really want to address this tomorrow, but that's where our game is going. You know, the value isn't oh star player, you know, you don't know, remember when we used to go down to Anaheim and, like, every giveaway was Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. Well, how valuable is Mike Trout? Well, now it's Otani. But same but same argument. But how, how valuable? Like, is, you know, they, they haven't won a World Series. They've only been in one playoff uh, series. They got swept. I mean, Trout's make, you know, Trout by the end of this deal will make probably over half a billion dollars, right? Because this contract extension – lumped in his old contracts, so It was it like,
2: like four fifty or something like that. Whatever
1: it's four hundred and something million and by the end of it, you know, what he made before, I don't know, he'll be around half a billion dollars and you like what do you get? I mean, are, would fans come to the game anyway? Are the Angel Angels gonna make the 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 money they get from Major League Baseball anyway? You know, so you just wonder. Like we always talk. That's why I've always said, stop rooting for the names on the back of the jersey and root for the names on the front of the jersey. That's what truly matters. Our sport is, you know we, we we've ripped the we've ripped the game about not highlighting the star players. Okay, you can make a case for that. And Manfred took some heat today for after after the deal was done, and he. Um, Got in front of the media, and they talked about the relationship with the players. I mean, what if Manfred came out and said, you know what? I don't even care what they think. (laughs) I mean, what if he was on? They don't care what they think. Uh, You want to play or not? Because if you don't want to play, we'll find somebody else. And what we need is we need people playing games. That's what we need. That's what we need. We like to advertise that it's the best players in the world. I mean, God, look. I mean, probably a lot of you haven't followed it, but look what's happened with this dust-up with the new – you know, they're trying to – well, they tried. I don't know if it will happen. Now, the new Saudi – the Saudi Arabia tour, the, the tour that Greg Norman has been, and Phil Mickelson's in trouble now. But the commitment to all those players, I mean, you know, basically challenging the PGA tour. You know, the business, the business in sports is is changing in front of our eyes because there's so much money. The best way to put it is there's so much money – In non-traditional avenues. The traditional avenues was television, newspapers, and radio. That was the traditional way that baseball promoted itself and got money and attendance. That was the traditional way. Now, there's, you know, we can go to the NBA, especially the Golden State Warriors, our beloved Golden State Warriors. You can look at how much money the NBA, and Joe Lacob and the Warriors make out of China. They make a lot. So the, 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 the revenue streams for these sports have changed dramatically. They're global now. Not only are they global, they're coming off what we always thought. It's the Internet. Well, that's what these platforms are. And the richest, fastest-growing companies in the world are tech companies. And they got money, and they got money to spend. That's why I'm not going to be shocked in X amount of years where you're going to watch baseball games. It's YouTube. This A's game on YouTube is brought to you by, you know, I'm not shocked. Who owns YouTube? Google. Google. Who's got more money than Google? Amazon? Not many. Yeah, it's not many. <laughs> they all got they, they they all have the ability to write this unbelievably large check to any sports league. I mean, look, football, football. Wh- wh- where's football going now? They're going to be on Peacock, uh, streaming on Peacock, and they're going to steal like maybe Troy Aikman or Kirk Herbstreit or these guys – Al Michaels is going to do it. I thought Aikman was going to do Monday Night Football now. I I've been following. I just know that. Uh, Aikman was in. They were talking about Peacock, but think about that, folks. Peacock. What the hell is Peacock? It's NBC streaming.
2: According to this, I don't. I I didn't see this slip through, but this is an article on MLB trade rumors. They mentioned that uh, baseball agreed to a streaming deal with NBC Sports, so also putting games on Peacock. Mon- Monday and Wednesdays on Peacock, which used to be ESPN. Now ESPN, as Bob said, they just want to do Sunday Night Baseball, and that's it. Because ESPN,
1: ESPN's hurting. ESPN had all the contracts, right? And all of a sudden those contracts came up, and now the contracts have exploded, as I've mentioned. These tech companies have way more money. So ESPN, next you know, when baseball comes up and this comes up and that comes up, and they, you know, they they've kind of let some of it go. And there's other people to swallow it up. Yeah. So we're now going to have streaming. Big money has been spent to put baseball on. On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, two yeah. different companies, NBC and Apple, tells you where the world of baseball is going. So tell me what that middle reliever making $7 million a year really matters to the product from a business standpoint. When you say the average player makes $4 million a year, and I ask you how many players you'd actually go pay to see, would you go pay to see a, a reliever making four, million or $5 million a year? It's Josh Hader, but there's not many. I'm telling you, it's it's it to me. It's fascinating. It's how it it's how life and how business and how sports involve in front of our eyes. And to think, the baseball timeline wasn't that long ago. Everything was just about butts in the seats. How many sweets do you have? How many? Boy, has things changed.
2: Well, I'll leave you with this before. For tomorrow's show, according to John Heyman or John Heyman, John Morosi, well, do we call him friend of the program? He's been also he has been all this since uh, the winter meetings, but we know him well from our previous life. Um, John Morosi, MLB Network just tweeted us um, about ten minutes ago. Free agency talks are extremely busy. In the words of one agent, we're only two hours in the, into the market. Busy weekend ahead, so we'll see if there's going to be moves that happen by the time we come on the air tomorrow at one o'clock.
1: Was there a don't do anything till Friday put out there?
2: I mean, I, I to me, it looks like uh, what is it? Because it collusion or uh, t- tampering. Sorry, tampering. It looks like tampering if you have a deal announced, if the if the deadline, uh, the lockout was lifted at 7 p.m. Eastern and there's a deal that comes out at 7.01. Okay, yeah, you know, there's something going on. There. Oh, can you imagine that?
1: <laughs> like. It's ratified, 30 owners, 30 zip. Two seconds later, Trevor Story has signed a seven-year, $205 million. Can you imagine? Freddie Freeman, five years, $170 million with the Yankees. How about this? How about this? The commissioner of baseball is up at the podium, and he's taking questions. This just in, Carlos Correa has signed a 10-year. Wait a
2: minute, what? The deal is, yeah. It's in the... It- Ken Rosenthal is asking him a question and tweeting that at the same time. About
1: <laughs> By the way, Carlos Correa's just signed. How do you think about that signing, though?
2: Yeah, they they, they put the they put the de- the um, lockout lift to be in at seven seven o'clock Eastern. And I think Manfred spoke at like six forty five, so or like six thirty. So he talked for fifteen minutes, and then there was a fifteen minutes, and then oh, lockout lifted. Players can start signing. Now, there hasn't been there hasn't been any signings just yet. I've been monitoring to see that. That fringe middle middle reliever that gets signed to a you know a three year deal for twenty four million
1: dollars or something like that, but nothing nothing yet. I just gotta say this. It's been a long time since I had an agent and really negotiated. I would love to negotiate with someone who throws deadlines at me and then doesn't stick to them. That that to me had to just be. If you're on the player side, oh, here we go. We're canceling games. Sure you are. Yeah. You cancel games not once but twice, and now you've not canceled it. Like they cancel games in Florida, and the media, oh, my God, we've canceled games, and the fans like, oh, my God, they're canceling games. Then they get to New York. Well, here's another deadline, and if you don't do anything by this deadline, now the 162-game schedule is in trouble. Well, wait a minute. How is that possible when you said you already canceled games when you're in Florida? They canceled games twice. Do we have any canceled games? No. Oh, those threats. Oh, those threats were scary. That's why it was kind of the wake me when you're done. Yeah. And uh, you know, Well, now it's done. We don't have to worry about it. And anymore. how about all the guys, all the media guys on Twitter, Major League Baseball has canceled the first two series. Oh, my God, the sky's falling. Uh, we're playing 162. We'll
2: make them up. Well, don't worry. You'll see the Angels. Nine times this year. Don't worry. We're, you're going to see Mike Trout and Otani. You'll see Detroit again. I, I mean, I wa- I do want to see future Detroit Tiger, Carlos Correa play at some point.
1: He turned down their offer. They've already moved on. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll see.
2: So I still think they could, I still think he's going to end up signing there.
1: Uh, Michael Illich, who is no longer with us, the longtime owner of the Tigers and the Red Wings, and he was the Domino's pizza guy, right? Yeah. No, uh, no, Little Caesars. Little Caesars. Um, it's his son who runs it's, it's it now, Chris son. Illich. Yeah, he runs it. Don't quote me on the first name. I know it's an the Illich yeah. son, the heir to the pizza throne, runs it. They, they 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 signed Javi Baez, right? Yeah, it was uh
2: six for. I don't think I wrote it down, but it was like all right. It was six years. I can't remember how much the month the, the
1: I I one fifty years. I'm going to go against you on this. I will go on the 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 first show out of lockout. The first live show of twenty twenty say Carlos Correa will not sign with the Detroit Tigers. I still think the Astros are his best bet. I think I think that's number two, and if he doesn't go
2: back, I think they're gonna sign Story. The six were for one forty for bias, by the way. I was close. I said one hundred fifty.
1: So you're gonna sign him to play second base and sign Correa to a ten year whatever?
2: I think people are afraid about giving Cray that long of a deal because it's back.
1: Well, I'd be afraid if I was the Tigers for all that money they spent over the years <laughs> on Cabrera. How's that Prince Fielder <laughs> deal working?
2: Uh, I mean, Cabrera at least lived out some of the contract. Now he's just how now. many years are left in that deal? Uh, I think at least I think at least two because <sighs> he's trying to he's he's not that far away from a mile another milestone. I think it's 500 home runs.
1: Well, I can tell you when I was in Detroit, three thousand
2: hits. He's thirteen hits from like three from three
1: thousand. When I was in Detroit with the ball club a few years ago, I can just tell you that is not a good situation. Uh, he has. That's not going to. That that's one of those where everybody knows it. He's not. I mean, they can have the milestones and everything like that, but it's just it's not. I'm glad we never I'll be honest with you I'm glad we never have to deal with that. I'm glad we don't have a 10 year 300 something and I know fans would love that. It's just that when do, would you like to have Lindor's contract and Lindor right now? Well, hopefully he
2: bounces back, but not particularly. What is it? What was it 10 for 325? So
1: Speaking of, oh, Corbin got the shaft being a uh being a young player and not making the money. How about Lindor's contract? How about Lindor give all that money back and give that to all the young guys? Yeah. Talking uh, about highway robbery. How much
2: do you think Miguel Cabrera is going to make this year at age 39?
1: 32.
2: Oh, really good. How much, how much is he going to make at age 40? Is it really 32? Yeah. It's always around 30, yeah. 31, I guess 32. Gonna it, I guess what he's going to make at age 40?
1: Oh, God. 32. 32. Oh he
2: has God. a vesting option for 20, 24 and 25, $30 million if. He finishes in the top 10 of MVP voting in 2023, Yeah, I
1: would like for anybody on Twitter, and most of Twitter's bots anyway, so I don't even know who's real, who's not, but all these people <laughs> who are defending the players, yeah, go look at Miguel Cabrera's contract and defend that. And cry me, cry me a river of how many multi-multi-millionaires there are in baseball, of guys you, could, you wouldn't even recognize them if they walked down the street, and they'll never have to work another day in their life. I really feel bad for him. Oh, some salaries went down. Well, everything went down.
2: You, you do know who the the big rumor is that's going to be now with the Universal DH. You know what the big – the uh, uh, what's the uh, word I'm looking for? Uh, when you come back together – I'm drawing a ring. It starts with an R. Uh, when you reconnect. But reunited. Reunited. Re, you know, a team's going to be reunited with a former player. A lot of people are speculating. Albert Pujols back in St. Louis. Why? Universal DH.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: Wow. You don't need to play first base, but you need. But you could. He could still hit a little bit.
1: Are they going to give him a standing ovation every single time he comes <laughs> uh, up to the plate? Uh, that's what I was going to say. Every it's time he so comes
2: ridiculous. out, ridiculous. Every time he comes up, it's going to be a standing. It doesn't matter opening day or or middle of August. He'll still get a standing ovation. Different crowd.
1: I'm just happy to be back.
2: It's been a long time. I mean. The last time we did a show, I just got married and my hair wasn't as long as it is now. Now it's, that was how many? That was how many months ago? Four, five. You married a, four months ago? That was four months ago. December, January, February. Yeah, yeah, four months ago, almost. So five. Yeah,
1: you're one of those guys that gets married in December.
2: No, no, it was November.
1: Oh, November,
2: either one. Why? On a, on a Thursday. You
1: know yeah. why? Because you're cheap to save money. Jesus. <laughs> well, you're back in business, so you don't have to be so cheap. By the way, what are these dolls that you're collecting up here? Oh, they're uh, they're pop, they're called uh, pop fungos, and uh, I have a bunch of
2: well, I have Phil Connors from uh, um, Groundhog Day, but I have well, a bunch of Seinfeld characters that are up here. Why is that? Oh, because I love Seinfeld. So. But why are you collecting pop dolls? I don't know. Just to add something else to my room.
1: You need to have kids.
2: Well, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. She upped the timeline. Timeline before was couple years from now now I think she's getting sick of my hair getting long she's like I think
1: I think I think you need to go right away I think you need because kids will kids will refocus you to focus on something other than yourself and the stupidity that is yourself (laughs) you need to focus on something else I I
2: got something I got something staring at you right in the eye that I I, the dog
1: if you're collecting pop dolls and I've never heard of pop dolls the dog's not doing it let's (laughs) be honest all righty that is gonna do it for A's cast live so good to be back we will be back tomorrow. Maury Brown from Forbes is going to be here at 130. Jesse Reyes from ESPN at Roger, two o'clock.
2: Jesse Rogers. My handwriting's terrible. Jesse Rogers from ESPN.
1: Jesse Rogers. yeah, can we improve that? No. Uh, no, that's
2: why I type everything.
1: Well, we're gonna be start using a board, so yeah. you gotta get yeah. get better.
2: Yeah. At thirty at thirty three years old, almost thirty four.
1: Adapt be- or die. Yeah. And then the voice of your Oakland Athletics, Ken Korak, will be here. Do you think Korak's excited to get going? He would text us earlier. Text oh, Vinny, us earlier. we're back. We're back. You guys missed eight days. That's it. <laughs> Settle down. It's eight days. When did baseball used to start when it was one hundred forty-two games? I wasn't alive
2: then, so I don't know.
1: Wasn't in March. Yeah,
2: I don't know. Uh, you might. You might. Ken might be a good person to ask. Not, not the Age, you know, give a little bit. Yeah, of we'll ask Ken. Hey, the age you, Ken out here. Hey, Ken,
1: I mean. when you were a kid, when did baseball start? I guarantee it wasn't in March, right? <laughs> but it's a good question to ask him. I, know, I mean, I mean, the fact that we start in March is the only reason we do that is because they want more days off for the players. There's, a, You should not be playing baseball in March in most places in the country that don't have a roof. Uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I know what that's like. It's either
2: snowing or raining.
1: Yes, uh, it's uh, it's like the whole. So when people were gripping about losing a week or two, you're like, you're actually doing you're you're actually doing the sport a favor. It was to, to give you a real quick. It was uh, apparently
2: it was 70 degrees over the weekend last weekend in Pittsburgh. It snowed two days later.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> see what the weather's like <laughs> on on April eighth around the country on this opening day. Uh, April seventh
2: for everyone. We're April eighth.
1: Okay, the A's open up. Will the in A's, Philly. Will in the Philly. A's have sunshine? We'll have a, like a bet going. Will the A's have sunshine, rain, or snow April 8th in Philadelphia opening day?
2: Oh, we'll, we'll have to look at the weather forecast getting closer, but I, I would not roll out snow being in the, in the forecast.
1: You're going to get probably your best odds with snow.
2: Yeah, or an overcast day. Oh, th- th- Will you see sun <laughs> 10 to
1: 1 on on opening day?
2: Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the best, That's probably a good one to go with.
1: All right, so Maury Brown, Jesse Rogers, and Ken Korak are going to join us tomorrow. So we're going to go back to what we normally do in the offseason, Monday, pri- Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 to 4, and then we'll replay it from 4 to 7 in case you're at work for your afternoon drive and for your drive at home. And uh, we will cover Major League Baseball better than anybody because that's what we do here on A's Cast Live. We've missed you. Thank you for listening. If you weren't able to listen live, I know we're going to replay this. And uh, we're going to start updating A's Cast again, and we'll get you a lot of fresh content. And I can't wait to talk A's baseball and Major League Baseball in 2022. All coming your way. Only one place to get all this action, all this coverage. It's right here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. Have a great evening, everybody.